are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Out of school, he launched an, a consulting company called BSolve. He's grown that to $800,000 in revenue last year and said, you know what? We want to build software to help our consulting clients do work better in the Microsoft ecosystem. Him and his partner have invested $150,000 from their agency into this new SaaS tool, which you can find at SP Robot. SP Robot is the name of it. Hoping to launch here in the next, call it three uh, weeks, three months. We'll see what happens. Hey, folks, my guest today is Martin Hadding. He's a Microsoft 365 architect who's helped deliver SharePoint design, development, and adoption services to clients in the financial services industry for the past 20 years. He's currently building SP or SProBot, a SharePoint and Teams governance SaaS, which helps organizations prevent and manage content sprawl. Martin, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. So, What is is content sprawl? So content sprawl is something that we encountered in our in our day jobs as Microsoft 365 consultants. Um, so we've been working, helping orgs move into the Microsoft cloud and then also, uh, you know, build out their apps and run their, their services in the cloud. And um, the one thing which is, is quite easy these days with Microsoft's applications, with Teams specifically, and, you know, Teams have got more than 200 million users, is to create a workspace. You know, you can spin up a workspace really quickly and really easily, and people tend to do that you know, just like it's just goes wild, and and it's a great, good thing from an adoption perspective, but also what you end up having is like just thousands of workspaces that are unused. You get duplicate information all over the place, and then what happens is people can't find stuff, and then they create more workspaces uh, because they can't find what they're looking for, and you just end up with just uh, overload all over the place. So that's content. You know, so how do you solve? How do you solve that? You solve that by putting governance in place by putting a bit of friction in place for, well, there's, there's a couple of steps, putting a bit of friction in place for the user so they can't just spin up the workspace, you know, willy-nilly. It needs to be, there needs to be a definite purpose to it and, uh, you know, it needs to be properly thought out. It needs to be based on a, you know, in a, on a specific direction. It needs to have a specific set of rules um, which govern its its uh, its life cycle. And and that's that's kind of the governance framework which which you can use to to limit that. Um, so our goal is to, to build that a, a tool which enables you to enforce that framework on your on your workspace creation. Very cool. And so, what do customers pay on average to use this technology you've built? So we we are still pre revenue, and we're looking at pricing at the moment. Uh, on average, so what we do is we pro- we price it per tenant. So a tenant is a Microsoft property. So an organization usually has a single tenant, and um, we are looking to be very cost effective with our pricing, pretty aggressive with our pricing. So. We, we have a couple of uh, sort of pricing tiers based on how many pipelines, how many workspace, concurrent workspaces you can create, et cetera, et cetera. But we're looking at an average of between 150 and 200 US dollars a month per tenant, per org. So it's it's very much the the, the SME space that we're aiming at. Not Why are you charging per space. org in, in terms of in, instead of per tenant or per seat? So so the the we've got a we've got one or two competitors already um, that do sort of what we do and a bit more. And who are they? What we want to do is, so ShareGate is one of them. Can you uh, they, spell that? They, they're quite a big fan. Uh, ShareGate. 
literally the two words. Um, Sorry, I, I'm quite, not, a, quite I, a big fan can, of Spanish. Can you just say the letters? So, uh, S H A R E G A T E, Sharegate. Share, Sharegate. Okay, got Sharegate. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, they're a big fan of space. Uh, Orchestry is another one. Um, okay. And uh, Syskit, or one of the, they're the three big, big players in the space. So, they've, the pricing varies wildly between the different between our competitors. Um, we have the advantage of being South African based. Um, our entire team is South African based. I'm in Cape Town, um, and we have a, a very low cost of living. I think Indian companies find really, have a very similar advantage um, in in the space. Um, we deal with that quite a lot as well. And, I mean, Mark, uh, we, can you quantify to... that? I mean, what is your cost? What what does it cost to rent in Cape Town? So, so typically you can get a uh, you can get a fairly nice two bedroom apartment for about a thousand dollars a month, less okay. actually. Interesting. Can I ask how yeah. low you've kept your all in sort of monthly living expenses? Um, so I have a my my scenario is a bit more unique because I'm a little bit older. I'm already middle aged. I'm forty five, and I am I have a uh, assets in a house with a pool and all of that, um, but I've kept I've kept my living expenses to under let me quantify it in dollars quickly under five thousand dollars a month. Wow. Okay. Amazing. So high quality yeah. living for low cost. So that's what you mean when you say you think you have arbitrage in Cape Town. Are are your engineers there as well? Your whole team? The whole teams, yeah. Whole teams, yeah. And how big is the team? Uh, we are sixteen people that does the the day to day Microsoft three six five work. But the, the SP robot team is currently six people out of, out of that 16. Well, sorry. What? Okay, so wait. Is this one company and there's a consulting arm with 10 people and then the SaaS product, which is six people? Correct. Correct. That's how, oh, we've, how we split it. Um, so we, we've got a... <clears throat> so, so some of the... Out of the, the six people that work on the SaaS product, uh, three are full-time. And three, do a bit of consulting work to, to pay the bills as well. So this is really a product of doing consulting work, finding this problem in our consulting, day-to-day consulting work and saying, we're finding this problem over and over again. Let's build a solution for it. Um, and mm-hmm. let's make that solution available to the whole world while we can. You know, it's, it's, it's identifying that, scratching that itch that, that we had, the typical scenario in, in SaaS, I think. So when did you launch the agency? What year? In two thousand and one. Oh wow! So, okay, got it. Yeah. And 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 how? If you're comfortable sharing, how? Like, what was your best year in terms of revenue? So we got um, again in relation to the low cost of living. We got just over eight hundred thousand dollars annual revenue. That was That's in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I guess, how do you make the decision to siphon off some resources to invest and experiment with a SaaS product versus just to keep building the consulting business? I think it's a, it's a combination of um, the one is realizing that uh, the consulting business is just constant churn and constant grind. Um, it's that, that part of it, wanting to, to, to free up a bit of time and have something that is scalable and that is repeatable. And the other thing is I have a, I have a really have a pr- appreciation for really great user experiences and I've always wanted to build something that is just like amazing from a user experience perspective. Um, you know, the whole so- sign-up process, the onboarding process, the flow of it. And it's, it's been a challenge. Of, you know, I've, I saw it as a bit of a challenge for me to actually build that. So that's, that's been a, an interesting journey for me personally to, 
to do the whole design of the system. Like all of the UI, I actually do the the UI design um, that's all on my side, the product management of it. Um, the, the project management, we've luckily got a really good project manager and a really good architect and a, a senior dev who's who are very hands-on with that. But the entire, everything you see, the site, the marketing of it, the, the content generation, that's all something that I had to sit down and really work on myself and, and really figure out how to do. So uh, when did you launch a, the SaaS? When did you write the first line of code for the SaaS? Uh, a year ago. So we are... Okay. Currently in uh, Brands in Beta, we're in beta version at the moment. We are looking to launch our, our first full version probably in the next uh, three months or so. We're just polishing up a couple of things. Um, how do you know what to polish if you don't have paying customers sort of helping you guide the product? So luckily, the, the Microsoft 365 community is very hands-on and it's quite a tight-knit community. And um, lots of forums and, and you know, I've obviously built up a, lot of, a large network over the years of people that are that I deal with, um, you know, whether it is partnerships or, or just sort of general thought uh, sharing. And um, I've got a lot of input. We've got a lot of input from, um, from these partners, from these guys, you know, these experts in the community. And then also we have um, one or two of our actual consulting clients who are, are run, going to be running very first versions of it now. We didn't roll the beta out to them. We got our, our peers to test the, the beta with us. Um, but the the clients are going to be running production with the with the, the first version once we launch in a couple of months. Interesting, interesting. Um, how are you? You know, your pre revenue on the SaaS. You have six people over there. Three are part time. How do you pay the three that are full time if you have no SaaS revenue yet? With consulting profit. Um, so we I made the, the the conscious decision to invest that that money. So I'm taking a bit of a pay cut this year. Um, I have taken for the last year. And I've got a very, a really great partner. We've been partners in the business since we started in, in you know, in 2001. Uh, and he's, he's committed to, to driving, you know, the revenue on the consulting side while I focus on this. Uh, very grateful to have that. It's not everyone that has that opportunity. Mm-hmm. How much money so far has the agency invested in the SaaS company? Um, roughly $150,000. Does that make you nervous? It does, <laughs> very. <laughs> Why? Um, because it's the first time we've done this, and I, I know it costs a lot to do this, and I know it takes a lot of time, and I know it's going to still take a lot of time once we get to selling, because that's the hardest part. Where everyone sells you. It's it's easy to build it. It's harder to sell. Um, and I am very, I'm I'm still very nervous, even though we do all the validation, we speak to so many people. Well, whether people are actually going to pay for this, or how many people are actually going to pay for this, I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Uh, but we've got to we've got to start somewhere. I love that. Just to be clear, what's the name of the agency? Is it sprobot.io? Uh, so the product is sprobot.io. The agency is B Solve. So solve the problem with a B in front of it. Uh, bsolve.co.za. That's it. That's us. Yes. Amazing. Okay, but but both of these websites are 100 owned by one entity with you and your partner. Correct. Correct. And you guys just your friends, you split a fifty fifty or what? Yeah, yeah. We've got we've got some minority shareholders as well in the business. Um, but okay. we started um, straight out of university. We decided we're crazy, we're gonna start a business, let's do this. And we started actually selling uh, software to and building software for schools, schools administration software at that stage, high schools. Um, that was the early days. And then we discovered Microsoft SharePoint while we were busy doing that uh, in two thousand and two. 
we were like, this is a really great product. We can build something with this and we can, we, you know, let's use it. So we started rolling out intranets and building small little intranets and building up. And we eventually got to the stage where we built intranets for 55,000 uh, personal orgs. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the scale we, we've done the consulting on. Interesting. I love that. Well, heck of a story here, Martin. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book. Uh, Atlas Shrugged on Rand. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, that's a tough one. So many. A couple of chief marketing officers that I'm following and studying, but not a, not a CEO particularly. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Um, web, uh, Proto.io, actually. Prada? Proto.io. Prototyping tool. Wireframe yeah. and prototyping. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I stick with my eight hours. I need them. That's good. In situation, married, single kids. You mentioned, uh, what, 45? Five married, no kids, lots of bicycles to take care of. <laughs> All right, last question. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. Um, I wish I knew how how much risk I could take at that stage without consequences. Yeah. Yep. Guys, there. Yeah, out of school, he launched a consulting company called BSolve. He's grown that to eight hundred thousand dollars in revenue last year, and said, "You know what? We want to build software to help our consulting clients do work better in the Microsoft ecosystem." Him and his partner have invested one hundred fifty thousand dollars from their agency into this new SaaS tool, which you can find at SP Robot. SP Robot is the name of it. Hoping to launch here in the next call it three uh, weeks, three months. We'll see what happens. Martin, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it.